Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to CHGO Red Stars Podcast, presented by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of CHGO and all city. Sign on up using CHGO when you download the app. You can use that code for some cool, cool plugs. And uh, we're back at it. I guess uh, we are hanging on, holding on. It's me, your girl, Sandra, here, my friend, homie, and colleague. Larry Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. I'll tell you what, I could really use a scam. I could really, really use one. I miss the scam gang a little bit. I can't lie to you. There's been some moments, right, where just like, yeah, man, it'd be be good to throw it back to some some of that energy. But uh, listen, listen, we're we're doing, we're spacing these out. We're always reminding folks if you're joining us in for the first time, just to remind you how we're doing things with CHGO Red Stars this year. We are doing things bi-monthly, um, checking in on the Red Stars as they go along this 2023 regular season. So um, last time uh, we all got together and chatted all things Red Stars. They were just about to kick off their Challenge Cup. Uh, they had picked up a win, but then also picked up a, a draw against the uh, uh, Washington spirit. So it kind of felt like um, things would be tough this season. We've talked about that and all things considered with the loss of, of Mal Swanson. Um, but since then uh, it's felt a, hasn't felt great. We'll just, we'll just say that uh, Red Stars coming off a uh, three game losing streak. Essentially, if we're looking at, all competitions combined with the start of their challenge cup. And then now two drop losses in the regular season out of week seven, we just wrapped up. Um, but um, yeah, just, uh, just, just tough. I think, I think I, I like to start off like that. I like to start off with just like, yeah, how, how, how are we feeling? How are we feeling Red Stars fans? Yeah. I mean, three straight losses since the last time we chatted. Right. So we had the, we've got two regular season losses and then the challenge cup game loss. Um, I mean, what's, what's to say really, I think at this point, the defensive issues, the full team defensive issues are basically dictating every game we've seen so far, uh, recently. Right. Um, all three, I think. Yeah just kind of 
you know, you see early goals from, from the opposition, you're seeing penalties being given up. You're seeing, uh, just an inability to take any control of a game. Um, yeah. And when they do have positive play, they're either pulling positives while they're already at a deficit or they're trying to work their way out of some very basic, like defensive pressing structures and having to work very hard to progress the ball. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing higher rotation, um, which is something that you do when you're having some trouble with the group that you have, but also doesn't necessarily help with cohesion. Yeah. Um, we're seeing, you know, individual stats be a little bit of a struggle for players that historically have had better seasons. Um, and yeah, I mean, what's to say they've given up at least two goals in the last three games. Uh, yeah. Two of those games, they failed to score. It's a, it, there's, <laughs> there's good. There's going to be some things that, that we'll talk about. I think like in between the lines, like when we maybe kind of narrow the lens on some of these specific games, um, uh, Challenge Cup loss against Houston, um, a loss against Gotham, and a loss against Racing. Um, I think to to add on to to some of the like very quick hit like performance, general performance things that we've been seeing, um, you know, outside of the pitch, the the club has parted ways with General Manager Michelle Lomnicki. This was also a recent change that occurred since the last time we hopped on one of these and decided to check in with everyone and and check in on the Red Stars. Um, tough um just like a, it's like here's another thing i think my initial reaction to the news was like i'll take things that will further delay a sale of a team for 1000 and this is just like another one of these things um that sort of thrusts the the club um you know in in a further like spiraling direction it sort of feels like at, at times you know and this is just another again another one of these things that no is as is, is not in the players control by any means because it's not their jobs to you know dictate or make those decisions and or hires or departures or anything like that but it is just another one of those things that the players do have to to deal with in terms of like the mental side of things where it's just like okay well Here's another thing that the club is going through. Guess I'll just continue to have to show up and, and play, right? Which is great um, on the players to be able to try to figure out how to compartmentalize that kind of stuff. But it's, um, it's frustrating. I think if you're someone who's followed the Red Stars, if this is your local team, if this is a team that you find that you've been supporting for years or or maybe you're in a place where you're struggling to, to, to kind of support them uh, right now, it's just like it's another one of those um, – kind of need your reactions. I think sometimes I think considering the last couple seasons that um, we've had to cover the league as a whole, and obviously the red stars and their place within it over the last two years, which is, has, has unfortunately included um, a ton of uh, investigations around uh, varying levels of abuse um, within women's pro soccer, that because of all of these all of these these things that have ha occurred over the last couple of years, there is that sort of knee jerk reaction when there's like a parting of ways or or a, or a dismissal. I think when it comes at like the executive level. So um, shout out to the reporting around that. Uh, so our other friend, homie and colleague, uh, Meg Lenahan and and the athletic kind of shedding some some light um, on that and kind of seems like based off of that reporting, I think the initial wording around that was. 
um, due to just like a, a lack of information or a lapse in judgment that the franchise felt at this time it was best to part ways with Lom with Nikki. And since then, apparently Lom Nikki has um, attained a legal representation um, to potentially pursue litigation against the franchise. So I think like seeing all that kind of come in over the last couple of weeks has just sort of led to my initial reaction where I'm just like, okay, well, we've been curious about potential deadlines or updates about a possible sale of this, this franchise. And it just sort of feels like maybe something like this could even further delay that along the line. Yeah. In short, I mean, yes, I think it, Meg's reporting is very good. Uh, obviously nothing, not in anyone's, I think, think that it's their best interest to confirm or deny those reports. Right. Like, Though obviously the implication of action taken against Lum Nikki is that Meg's reporting is is solid and as it always is, and also a lot of it was just sort of public information. I think I think Meg just did the the good work of pulling on a thread that was already kind of out there um, of the hiring of of Craig Harrington as an independent contractor for a, a youth club in the Chicagoland area that Lum Nikki's family had ties to. Lum Nikki disputes that her personal ties were close enough that she needed to disclose it to her employer, whether it's relevant to the team, blah, 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 blah. I think you're looking at the differences in, in morality and legality here. Um, we'll see what comes of that. We'll also see if they do end up pursuing something against the team. Um, it was a very fast, it was a very quick dismissal uh, by the club. And as we know, sometimes that can get into legalities that can hinder you in the future. Um no, but kind of starting on the top, right? You, you look at the the losses, three yeah. three straight losses. They only have one win in all comps so far. They're at the bottom of the table. Um, and when you watch the team play, yes, they miss Swanson a lot, but this is not just the loss of a, a goal yeah. scorer, right? There's something bigger going on here. And so even if you just start like today, let's like very much start with like this very moment. After those kinds of performances, teams decide whether they need to take action or not, right? What are the actionable steps available to you? Do you fire your coach? Do you, I'm not really advocating for any of these, but like these are the options, right? Like, do yeah. you fire your coach? Do you go to the transfer market? Do you trade players? Do you try to, um, you know, shake things up with your lineup? Do you bench players, right? Do you make yeah. the choice to bench your established starters because you need to do something, right? Um, do you start changing your formation? Do you coach a little bit with a heavier hand because players are are not working things out on their own? There's a variety of different things you can do, but like look at it logistically for Chicago Red Stars, right? If the Chicago Red Stars fire their coach, do they they lost their top? They've lost two assistants or three assistants in the off season. I think maybe, right, you look at someone like Ella Masser, she could probably take over in an interim state. I think that would be certainly interesting if they wanted to do that. Then you look at like, okay, how has our coach been uh, limited by other institutional issues, right? We don't have a general manager, so we're not going out and we're not getting players because we don't have anybody in that role right now, right? There's not really an ability to, in the short term, make roster changes or spend to improve this particular situation which is kind of how we got here in the first place which is that idea of like oh we still have quality on our roster and they'll figure it out well they're not really figuring it out you can say that it's because they're not coached well enough or clearly enough you could say it has nothing to do with the coach any coach would have these same problems right i yeah. think that you can argue both of these things um and so 
for me, you look at the struggles of this season and it's all kind of happening in slow motion, but because of the limitations of the organization itself, I don't think there's no decisive action here that I think really turns things around or, or changes things. And I think that that is, I'm sure every single person from players all the way up to the, the board of directors are are frustrated by that. And Mm. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a bummer to watch. Right. Yeah. Just sort of like, I think that's what it, a part of that, what you're talking about is, is kind of a bigger part of a part of the bigger frustration where it's like, you look for those quote unquote potential answers, right. When you have a season like this or where it sort of feels like the direction where it could lead to what are some eventual solutions that a franchise tries to look for? Um, you know, is it the dismissal of a, of a, GM that's not necessarily tied to, uh, you know, questionable, questionable judgment or just on performance. Same with the head coach. Is it just like, hey, something is not uh, working. working. We just gotta just the tactics and the judgment. It's not connecting. The players aren't responding. Thank you for your service. You know, moving on. There's just all these like weird different layers where you would um, assume like natural sports business decisions would come into play, but that's not an ecosystem that exists right now when it comes to the Chicago Red Stars as a franchise. Um, and I think that again is everything that you're touching on is, is spot on. It just t- it just like really taps into just the overall bigger, I think, frustration of those things uh, shout out to jamie we saw you put in a question and hopefully we're sort of answering that along the way you're mentioning um you're giving us thanks for the show and like if the season can turn around and if we sense that petrosilli is on the hot seat for a mid-season change or is it, or if it's too chaotic to change that i think it, it goes back to what claire's saying and, and what i'm agreeing with honestly um i mean if you again if we're looking at the ecosystem of things who, who makes that decision to to let go of, of a of of a head coach in a season like this with all the circumstances around it. I don't know. They also just dismissed the the GM. So where does that even come from? I think we can also take a look at that picture in terms of. Right. Do you want no GM and no coach? Is that better? Like is that, is that that going to be a better solution for this team? I don't really know. I don't really have a concrete or clear answer or also like, you know, I think the people who work with, with, within the team every day probably have a clearer picture than we do of, of, you know, you look at something and you say, okay, well, we lost our star and then our GM got fired for something unrelated to performance. And so this season is just a wash and we need the number one thing that we need is just a steady hand throughout it. And, um, that in and of itself is like, it's like the hierarchy of needs, I guess. Like if Mm -hmm. you need to use all this effort to just sort of run like a normal soccer club, then you don't have the ability to take that next step into, okay, how do we start fixing some of these problems on the field? Yeah, I, I, I can't help but think like, you know, when people are looking at those sort of like natural sports business decisions and just sort of even thinking of Petroselli and his arrival here to this club, like we all know how that happened. It happened because there was a former head coach of this team that didn't do good things <laughs> while during his time here. And they needed to make a change. And so they had a head coaching position that needed to be filled. And because of all of the terrible circumstances around that, there was a huge, massive uh, search, apparently, for the next head coach that was apparently broken down into different different groups getting involved in this, whether it was uh, a team, a player committee, specifically for Red Stars players. You know, at the time, the Board of Governors, the, the 
GM in Lomniki and and Vicky Lynch, who's no then two of those people are no longer with the club. And there's a board of directors that looks board of governors, excuse me, that looks different than the now than the board of governors that hired Petroselli then. So it's like while we're looking for those decisions, it's like people are looking to the coach and maybe that's the next rational solution. But I don't know if that if again, like we said, like that's gonna answer a lot of the questions that are coming here. Um just because of the position and conditions in which Petroselli was even hired to begin with, you know, it's especially considering ultimately that hiring coming down um, to probably at the time Lynch and Lomniki and board of directors with input from other places, right? Again, players are not responsible for the hires at all, despite the the claims that they were um, part of the process. But I mean, we even have to look at that, like the fact that this coaching staff is kind of in place and led by Petroselli and, and he's here trying to do his due diligence after a couple people who, who he hasn't had a normal year with the team either. Right. Like, yeah, this is like the yeah. first one, <laughs> like literally. So it's, um, there's a lot of, um, just weird for lack of better word, difficult, um, and just kind of gray areas in terms of like what even comes next for this team. And it sometimes it makes it a little difficult to even talk about like, um, my God, like even just like, Oh, well let's talk about that loss against the Houston dash and like tactically, like what, you know, what does it mean and how did it play out to this? I think it just sort of, I mean, unfortunately what we're seeing is like the team just kind of just not responding, I think to, to certain game plans that are yeah, getting into the X's and O's of it slightly, maybe, um, Petroselli said this before the Gotham game. And I think that this was, was a good point. And I think that his assessment, I think he and I might disagree a little bit on sort of what happens next, but his assessment, I think is, makes a lot of sense to me, which is um, he was talking about style of play. Right. And what we've seen is we've seen um, uh, Chicago play a very aggressive high line, three back defense, Uh, with the idea that if you have these extra numbers in the midfield, then that provides you enough defensive cover. And then if you just have enough bodies doing this possession style, one touch, get it out to the wings, make something happen with numbers forward. Um, And we've seen them just have trouble with that, right? I mean, it's just frankly like they're not scoring um, and they're giving up goals. And and after each game or even before in in some of the pregame calls and pregame access, Petroselli has said we're set up to be a possession team. And I think what he means by that, and you look at that and you go, well, what do you mean by that? Because both of your DMS are different than your DMS were last season. You no longer have Mal Swanson, who is your best yeah. dribbler. Um, yeah. You've moved Yuki Nagasato back. So she's having to fill more space. And it's a little bit less about being on the ball. When someone, a coach keeps saying that saying like, we're built up to be a possession based team. What he said a little bit more clearly last week and i was like oh maybe this is what you mean by this is it's not necessarily that they are doing a great job of possession based yeah. soccer it's that they just don't really have the people to no. do something Correct. different so yes we're seeing these issues of the rotations of the dms and some of their um you know lack of of confidence i think on the defensive side is the best way to put it i think they're all very good on the ball um and then i'm like oh that's what he means right if you have this was very apparent in the gotham game where they were kind of getting overrun by this very basic yeah you can see this here by the the, 
Yeah, the very sort of um just nothing in that other half. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it was they were getting they were getting pinned. Yep. They were getting pushed back and you can kind of see based on the color there of the um just sort of the value created on the ball when another team is able to scout Chicago and go in and just be like, okay, we're going to win balls early. We're going to win balls high up the pitch and then move it in the other direction quickly. Um, the thing that Chicago isn't really doing is competing for those balls in the midfield. This is like the issue, right? And so you go, well, what if they go into a four, two, three, one, and they let the center backs possess and then they hoof it up to, to the midfield who then gets it real quick out wide. Okay, great. That's a great idea. I'm sure they've thought of that, but if you don't have that ball winning in your midfield, first of all, you're not going to be able to send a diagonal ball in the air to be possessed. You're going to lose the ball. Yep. <laughs> or if you don't have that ball winning in the midfield, um, your center backs are suddenly being set upon by like three attackers. And so the only thing they're able to do is just try to like get the ball out at all. And they talked about just how they're trying to keep the ball on the ground and unlock that press so that they can have numbers advantages forward. The reason why you need those number advantages forward is because you don't have those big bruising like ball winners in the midfield. Yeah. And so I, when we're just, when the description is we're set up, when someone says we're set up to the possess the ball and you see someone say that after this first third of the regular season, mm -hmm. you go, I'm not sure you are set up to possess the ball yeah. because you're having trouble yeah. executing that. Mm -hmm. It's more of that double negative of like, we have to keep playing in this particular way because yeah. we've identified that, the shift is impossible yeah. and that I think at this moment feels like the assessment that Petroselli has made. Um, it's hard for us who aren't in training to know if there are other adjustments that could be happening, but I understand what he's saying. So like, I think you'd be like, you read the mm -hmm. post game quotes and he keeps saying we need <laughs> to possess, we need to not turn the ball over. And you yeah. go like, okay, I understand like, well, that. But how are we connecting it? to that? Right. And so I think it's that, <laughs> I think it's just, they feel like the only way forward is just to improve at what they are attempting to do rather mm -hmm. than making the change. Cause I think they've assessed that like. At what point, you know. at what point are you like, Oh, and I'm just like throwing out examples here. Don't take any, please don't take anything literal here that I'm saying, but it's just like at one point does a team who's like says to themselves, well, let's, let's get real tiki taka with it. And we have linebacker type of players that we're asking to do that. Like at what point are you just like making that connection as a staff and saying like, actually that's not what we're supposed to be doing here. Right. And I think, for me and it may be some others that there's some frustration um in that as well i think you've lost i mean you've lost certain some pieces along the way that made that style of play um respectable you know i think when if we even if we're just looking at, at 2022 right we were talking about a, a top four midfield in the league at that point, you still have a, you still have a Danny Colabrigo. You, you still have, uh, you know, Vanessa Di Bernardo, a player that you did ask to sort of play an unfamiliar position and who still somehow excelled at that. Um, they still, they still had, uh, some minutes from, from Morgan Gatra. They still had, uh, well, and they had Yuki Nagasato, they had in, Yuki a Nagasato in a different position. role as well. So it's yeah. just kind of like, when you're losing that and then you lose that and now you're going into this season and we've mentioned already the loss of, of Mel Swanson, like losing that as well. I would even argue to say that like, 
losing Shayna Matthews in these early weeks, I think has hurt them a lot. I don't think people maybe anticipate, like, how can you maybe miss the presence of something that you didn't really exactly have? But I think just in what we saw in the early moments of, of Matthews and coming off of the bench, and even in that start of with that only win to date, right, for against Kansas City Current, um, what an extra player with experience and trust, right, can do on on a pitch within your within your system that you're trying to present week to week. Um, but maybe that's also the, the good point, though, right? Where it's like when you talk about the other structural issues at the club, again, just like again highlighted by the yeah. the dismissal of Lomniki last week. Um, that is where I go. I literally have no idea yeah. if you what can are- hold a coach accountable for this much talent loss. You know. Yeah. That's that is that is yeah. where it's like actually this part of it all is no one's literal fault. It's like right. the soccer gods' right. fault. Like cursed be the soccer universe, whoever. Or just the turnover in the off season. Yeah. You know, I think that there's that element as well. And I think the but the one thing I will say though as well is, um, I think maybe getting into like the the most obvious parts of the way the defense is struggling and some of the defensive errors and. I don't know. You look at the map of that game against uh, Louisville and Tierna Davidson is like alone in, in the, in the center. She's like I loved, completely uh, by herself. I um, loved, was it after that game or was it after the Gotham game where you tweeted out? It the, was, uh, it was after the Louisville game. It was the most <laughs> recent game. They went back to this hyper-aggressive three. Yeah, back. That was uh, not a super defensive setup against Louisville. And it was just basically Tierna Davidson just standing in the middle of the defense, just like, I don't know what you're supposed to yeah. do. What, 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 what do I do with my hands here? Yeah. yeah. And, and Petroselli <laughs> said after he said after the, um, the Gotham game that he gives the defense a lot of freedom to work things out on their own. Yes. And I'm just like, I, I don't know if that's the, if that's the way at this point. I'm, I mean, I think on, on the, on one side of that coin, you're like, wow, what a compliment to right, of these players and, right. and Kruger and Davidson and Milazzo at this right. point and, and Nair as well, I'll, I'll include in the, in the group of players. And then the other side of that coin is, well, actually, maybe they are also the ones who are suffering right. from from this, right? So I uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know we're, again, thanks everyone for joining us. And I know we're playing catch up and we're, we're just like running through a lot of different things. Um, yeah. But maybe I think, look, just to transition, um, you know, maybe the Red Stars right now on, on this losing streak is not a uh, is not a team that you would necessarily uh, place a bet on, right? But CHGO Red Stars is sponsored by DraftKings, and you know what is what is fun, and maybe you'd make maybe place a bet on perhaps uh, some postseason, some playoffs, maybe even some playoff hockey that is going on. Make sure you tune in to watch hockey if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and now, and you can sign up with code CHGO. New customers, go ahead and uh, make a $5 hockey playoff bet and you can score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So look, even even if the Red Stars aren't maybe a team that you would, um, you know, place a place a bet on right now per se, um, within the losses, clearly, we've got things to to talk about. We've already been chatting about um, some of this at this point. I you already alluded a little bit, Claire, to this most recent loss against um, 
against racing and it's a three zero loss against Louisville. And I think going, going into, going into this game, like already, like my perception of it, I was just like, oh, okay, so this is just like a real wooden spoon type of a game. We've got at the time, at the time it was the number 11 team and the number 12 team, like going head to head and who was going to just pass it off to whomever. And it turns out it's the Red Stars. And I think it's like, not only was this just like a loss, this, I think for me, despite the we're seven games in and there's um, five losses in the regular season of those seven games and one win and one draw, despite those other losses, this was a loss for me that I was just like, Oh, this one kind of feels bad a little bit. Actually it was, uh, it was tough to see how these games, these goals came to life. It was not just one, but two penalty kicks um, that were given to, to racing. Um, Sort of Savannah DeMello, I think, converting that first one um, early on here. If you're looking at the, if you're looking at the goal chart, which again we have to shout out Ariel, who's always so great in putting all of these XG race plots together in the past networks as well. But um, yeah, Savannah DeMello steps up to take this penalty kick, and eventually it's credited as an own goal off of Alyssa Nair because guesses correctly, and unfortunately the ball takes a bounce off of her. Um, and into and into the net and then i guess also really terrible timing from some of the these other goals i mean we've got another penalty kick um in this game this time from uh, wang shuang converting in this one as well so i think you've got halftime and you're down 2-0 and yeah. while that's not like and that's the same thing that happened against gotham and that's too, the same, right? and that is yeah. exactly where my head went and i was yeah. like okay so maybe in general you're thinking okay 2-0 at halftime we're not super in the hole, but if you are a Chicago Red Star team that has been struggling with uh, whether it's tactics, team identity, um, playing from behind, really, that's been a common theme this year, conceding penalties, that's the thing. All those things, all four of these things that I just mentioned were presented once more and in, in a game again. Um, and, and it's I like, think- so maybe you, uh, the scoreline uh, that you're looking at, it's so you're like, yeah, sure, it's not unmanageable, but it feels unmanageable if you've been dealing with this, I feel like, week in and week out. And to ask a team to go out there and chase after a game in a similar position that they were just last week, I'm like, man, I am tired. I'm not a player. And I'm like, I'm tired. Well, it's also, I mean, if you look at sort of the that that xg chart with like very low xg generated by chicago throughout the match um despite possessing the ball they had the way they had yeah. a lot more of the ball than louisville yep. did yeah they did um, but a louisville on, on shots on target they got 11 shots on target to chicago's four and so that is again where you have the style of play and like i said i i think i i do understand the logic behind sticking with this to a certain extent um Though, again, tactics based on a deficit is like, I think that's always really hard. I think if you're Mm -hmm. playing a type of way because you can't play a different type of way, then that's mentally very tough to to go out and do every week. Um, The the hyper-aggressive system is not generating chances on goal. And what it's doing to your defense on the other end is is, yes, this here, this is is the, there's there's Tierna Davidson just kind of alone just on an Island. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just, it's tough. And you can see here, Louisville was hammering the left wing like crazy. Um, they had a very clear ball progression channel. 
Um, Louisville should feel good about this game. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, it, it's tough. Cause like you've got the 50 cent present 57% um, possession percentage. You're, mm-hmm. you're connecting your passes. You are holding the ball and yet, all of the most of the progressive play is, is being done to you instead of you're doing it. So, um, yeah, this one, this one had to feel, this had to be a little bit demoralizing three, nothing. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Yeah. I think it's like, we're also just getting to a a point. Um, we, or we've reached a level in this red stars season where like maybe even early on, um, where you've got that for this first early quarter of the season and you still have, you know, Mal Pugh from March to, to mid April, like you're conceding goals, but you're at the very least, like also you're scoring them as well. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're seeing the, the potential. Um, and then that is, a, this player is like removed and then another, and then Shana Matthews awful also suffers an injury. And now you're kind of, you, you have rookies essentially, um, tasked with like hey like we want to try to retain and possess the ball and like be smart with it and 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 clinical when we can um and i think that's tough that's a tall ask for for first year players um and i think it's like if you're looking for silver linings i think we've seen a lot from um penelope hawking and yet Mm -hmm. again the other side of that coin i'm like god it really sucks that like we're getting to see all this cool stuff um from penelope hawking and there's still a bit of an incomplete picture here when it comes like across that, that front line, essentially. Um, I just don't know, again, the answers to that. I mean, we even, we saw, you know, news of of Sandra Stark as a player that they got in for a short-term loan. Um, I think even coming out of this game, I had questions there. I mean, they substituted this player in and all of a sudden Stark is over set pieces mm-hmm. and, and, and the main point person for that. And they weren't great. Uh, maybe that's just due to the fact that first time being asked to do that in this setting, maybe that's part of it. And you're also providing this type of stuff for, um, for the team in a really tough game scenario. Um, but even that you're, again, it's, we're in a scenario where you're like, well, what, what's the next answer? What's a, a next possible solution that we can get and where we can draw from. And you're just kind of like coming out of these games and you're like, well, I guess back to the drawing board, but what, what are you drawing up next? And I don't, we're just seeing the disconnect in that. I think coming out of these games, like, I don't know what they're going to take out of this loss from racing into a regular season game against Portland where maybe you could look at that team and say, okay, so here's another team that's not necessarily on a skid. They just haven't gotten a win in their last three matches. They've got three draws. Um, they're a team that also has a, a new a new head coach. They're a team that's also in the midst of a sale. And yet some of their pieces are – figuring out ways at the very least to try to earn a result. That's the other, I think, struggling part of this. A big part of, I think, Red Star's identity in the past was to try to retain some type of energy to, to pull off, you know, these draws. If there's something a Chicago Red Stars team in the past really, really was good at was trying to scrape out a draw. We're not even seeing that at this point in this season. I think into some levels, I think especially if you're a player that's been here a while, that has to be increasingly frustrating um, 
as well. So I'm just kind of like that for me in this in this game, it's like what are, what are you taking out of of this most recent loss to try to make that adjustment? And if we're still hearing the same thing, where it's just like it's really coming down to possession, I don't I don't know if that's actually real. I don't know if that's a tangible, real uh, answer or perspective to have at this point. If you're going from a turnaround from two losses, one in the Challenge Cup, one against Gotham, and then now probably a loss that feels pretty tough, um, and then asking your team to 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 make what kind of adjustments as you get ready to go on the road, I think, to Portland. They're not going to be at Tiki. They're going to be in Providence Park. So it's tough. I mean, yeah, Chicago should theoretically have advantages in the midfield. Um, Portland's played in a pretty consistent 4-3-3 uh, recently. Um, Portland is also a team that I think is still they're they're kind of like you said not really a skid but sort of the two losses sorry the two draws and a loss mm -hmm. i think also stemmed from some imbalances in the midfield causing undue pressure on their back line uh you know they at this moment when they start christine sinclair that's a player that's very attacking minded you've essentially got another attacker. like i think that they also have some issues with their spine at the moment um but the thing about playing Chicago is that even if you have some of your own fundamentals that you need to work on, the game plan is pretty straightforward. It is mostly just like high pressure force mistakes and score early. Yeah. And, and, and I think that with the, um, the emotions and the travel and blah, 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 blah of, of Providence park, I think that hard to you. It's just, if you, if you, it's a bad feeling when you know what the other team is going to do like mm -hmm. to come at you and you're still not sure you're going to be able to stop it from happening. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's one of these things where it's like, if you're a local fan, you're like, well, I don't have to worry about tickets to, to what could be a, a bad time because <laughs> the Red Stars are on the road uh, to, to Portland to face the Thorns. But um, it's a long season y'all. And if you are looking for tickets to a Red Stars game, I think the best way you can do that is check out the Game Time app. So make sure you go ahead and download that because uh, Game Time is the best place for last-minute ticking deals. You don't have to worry about uh, planning ahead if you're not someone who plans ahead. Uh, I mean, but if you are, you could probably maybe look, you know, at tickets for the next time the Red Stars are in town, which will be on May 27th. You can catch them against Orlando Pride there, and maybe you look up some some last minute tickets with the uh, with Game Time and get uh, all sorts finds all sorts of exclusive flash deals and and stuff like that. So make sure you download the Game Time app. Use code CHGO for twenty dollars off. So not only are you going to get good deals uh, using the Game Time app, but you also get to get a discount as well using code CHGO. But um, yeah, I mean, look, Portland Thorns. I wanna, I wanna believe <laughs> that the, that uh, that the Red Stars can can make anything happen on any given day, right? Because I think that's also that's always the, the the narrative around this league, right? It's a, it's the most competitive league in the world, and any team can get the better of of anyone. But I think when you've got two teams who are who haven't been in the win column in quite some time. Um, I think you might go with the advantage to to the home side that has yeah 
quite frankly, the deeper bench um, and the personnel to, to try to keep it together um, over 90 minutes. Um, Crystal Dunn has been looking real good for this Portland Thorn side. Um, Sophia Smith had a hot start. I think she's tapered off a little bit, but that's still a, a dangerous player in every way, shape, and form. Christine Sinclair, no stranger to scoring on the Red Stars. She's likely to be available. There's just like you could just go down the entire roster and just sort of um, look at the pros um, for for the Thorns. And then I think for for Chicago, I think obviously we're doing this, you know, ahead of any availability reports and stuff like that. But I mean, if we are just going off like just anticipating like missing who's been missing, like a Shayna Matthews still isn't ready, you know, for for this game, it's likely to be the usual suspects that we've been seeing. Um, in the mix so I think in terms of like what come really comes next I think for this team is they like are fully like staring down into the halfway point now I mean halfway point of this this season is going to be at 11 games we're going into week eight um, I think at this point you for me like as someone who's like watching these games and, and watching these players with with no real answers or no real solutions, like no regular sports decisions, decisions like able to be made at this time. I just want um, these players to, to have as many resources and support available to them as possible. I think on the sports business side of things, this the league is navigating not one, not two, but now three team sales when it comes to the thorns and the red stars and now ol rain um and there isn't a deadline you know in terms of the sales you know for for the teams and i think when you look at a team like the red stars and sort of listen to the players and and what they are um speaking on in 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 postgame um you have to wonder if maybe a deadline would be helpful um, to get things across for the sales of these clubs. Um, Because I think it's a really, really difficult and taxing situation at a certain point in a season that you're putting a club that you're putting players through. Well, and I also think, again, I don't want to, I don't want to get on any individual player too much because I think we've explained everything going on, but um, uh you also have players who are trying to get world cup spots. Yeah, man. And, and sometimes that is a good thing. And sometimes it's not, sometimes that Mm. is, especially if you don't have a level of stability, whether it is in your, (laughs) in the, in your playing style or like even just like the players in front of you or or anything like that, you can start to, it it can start to be a bad situation rather than a good one. And I think Mm. that one of the hardest things to watch so far is to watch the Chicago defense struggle this much knowing mm-hmm. that there are a number of players who are trying to perform for, you know, one of the biggest opportunities of, of their careers and not feeling like they've been set up to, to succeed um, is incredibly frustrating. I think for, for Chicago fans as well. Yeah. Hard to agree. Um, Jamie, I see you asking a question. You asked for a timeline on Adam McCain or Kayla Sharple. It's fortunate don't have one necessarily for you. I know Adam McCain has been an ongoing week to week. Kayla Sharple. She's entering time. the, yeah, Kayla's getting close to the 12 yeah, month mark. So we should theoretically yeah. news soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably I, I don't know if I would be surprised if we saw Sharples before we saw McCain, but I think that's just because of the return to, to play kind of protocols that they have in place, but that'll be interesting. Um, like where they want to utilize a, 
Sharples, you know, if she does, if she is close um, to returning this season, does, does that, does a player of that caliber and experience with the team at this point, you know, affect or impact the tactics or the, or the defensive shape of the team moving forward? Is that helpful? Do you rotate out or do you just shift things along the line? Well, we'll see. I can't imagine that even in a potential return to play for her, that she's going to get nabbed with a 90 minute start. You know, I'm sure it's going to be gradual. Um, but yeah, I would like to see it. I guess, you know, we'll just have to be patient with it. You know, players, players are going to know their bodies better than any of us. So they're going to be back when they're ready to be back. So um, shout out to everyone for joining us today. We appreciate it. And we always appreciate when you guys have the questions, you know, it's nice to, to engage uh, with the chat from from time to time uh hopefully <laughs> the next time we all get together and do this uh maybe we'll have some results to talk about you know if not a win maybe a draw maybe a draw that feels like a dub like uh well i think uh i think we'll take that and the players i think it's like it's point. also just like less about results it's more just about feeling like the performances Good, man. or yeah yeah are, yeah i just that's it's like things we want yeah. like just want players to feel supported, man. Yeah. Just want players to feel supported. Just want them to feel like they have the appropriate resources for them. Just want them to feel good. Otherwise, what are we even doing here? So we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll see a difference in, in some of the performances that come up for the Red Stars. And next time we all get together and hang out, which will be towards the end of the month. So everyone enjoy. Uh, Red Stars games where you can get them. Watch NWSL games. Go to games when you can. We love we love to see people in the stands. So we will be back May 30th with the next one. Make sure you all tune in. Um, and if you enjoy what we have done here uh, on CHO Red Stars, just want to remind you that the best way to uh, support the work is with a CHGO diehard membership. You can go ahead and sign up for a diehard subscription to all city sports and you get access to all sorts of awesome things, podcasts, live shows, post-game shows, premium written content at allchgo.com. You get merch when you sign up, a free shirt when you become a member and access to the members only discord, the CHGO lounge. So sign on up for a CHGO diehard membership. And we appreciate uh, the check-in and the time as always. Everyone be safe, be good citizens. We got a new mayor. Make right. sure that uh, Mayor Johnson has a smooth transition and uh, we'll be back.